Hey everybody, Spike Ferrison. I'm in a I'm in an SUV right now. I'm in my Range Rover and I'm driving across LA, all the way across the city, to meet with today's guest, Chris Hardwick, um, host of At Midnight, host of The Wall, host of The Talking Dead, and probably ten other shows we're gonna get to the bottom of. He uh, he likes cars and he you know, he when he talks to you about them, he likes to whisper. But doesn't want anybody to know he likes cars. But today we're going to open him up like an oyster and get him to tell us everything he's got, everything he wants, everything he's driven. Um, and perhaps, maybe, just maybe, he'll give me one of his shows to host. You know, it's Wednesday. It's about uh, 3.40 in the afternoon. And I'm... Uh, in Hollywood proper and its place is just jammed jammed up as the slow transformation of LA into New York City's midtown continues you know it never used to be like this thank you sir someone just flipped me off now podcast one brings you spikes car radio a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, where Spike and his celebrity guests sip some java, talk life, and of course, talk cars. Now, here's Spike. All right, I'm sitting here with Chris Hardwick. Chris, how are you, my friend? I am well, thank you. I had a very lovely drive over here. It's a it's a lovely part of town. Uh, once you sift through all the traffic, but once you get here, it's very. I peaceful. won't say where we are, but we're, we, you and I, live on opposite ends of Los Angeles. Well, I, I think we could say yeah. We're I guess we're east and I'm east, you're west. I'm west, right? But in the but I, I live in the hills, <laughs> right? Which I think is general enough. Mm-hmm. But um, but what's what I love about the hills is that it's very quiet up here. Mm-hmm. And we have a nice view of the city, but we're minutes away from from everything. It's a beautiful house. Thank you. It's really a beautiful thank house. Thank you, thank you, thank when you. When I walked in and you showed me around, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to start shooting heroin again. <laughs> I, I, I want to smoke cigarettes again. I want to be in a robe all the time. I want people yeah. like in the pool, face down. It's I don't know who it is. It's a very old-timey house. It, it definitely <laughs> feels like a house... Someone would die in in like an '80s action comedy. No, but it's gorgeous with multiple kitchens and and all the decor you put. How, did you find this stuff yourself, or did your wife do this? Both. My wife and I both. You're both into it, right? Fortunately, have the exact same taste, which I have many times described before. And now that you're seeing this, it'll make sense to you. Is uh, Victorian gentleman serial killer <laughs> is the, I think of the aesthetic well I like the balance of really cool kind of antique fixtures and then kind of hipstery fun pop art and things yeah there's and, a little bit of pop art butterflies and then maybe a souvenir and look over there there's a giant white peacock yeah it's a piebald peacock it's a taxi <laughs> we have a bunch of vintage taxidermy around the house too where, do, where, where does one get that a peacock like that you know you can get anything on the internet and uh, <laughs> right but we also you know there's a lot of places when you're into this kind of stuff, you know where to go. There's stores here and in New York and around right. the country. And You know, I used to collect stuffed squirrels, and I had that collection for quite some time in Hollywood, um, seven of them. But over the years, they developed mites. Yeah. Do you, is that a real thing? It's With- a real thing, and you have to there, – there's a certain type of uh, – of a mite, if you do have taxidermy, you have to look around the you have to look around the claws and right. around the teeth and the face because that's where they start to spawn. And then once one gets them, then they infest the rest. So you have to the the I, the cheapest easiest way is when you get a piece of taxidermy 
you basically you can put it in a trash bag and throw a couple mothballs in there right. for a little bit, and then that. But really, I we actually have a taxidermist, like a guy. You have a guy, a taxidermy a guy, guy a that taxidermy comes to the house. Guy, yeah, Bischoff's taxidermy, and you. Uh, <laughs> If you're in Burbank and you've got a dead thing that you want to look like it uh, died in an action pose, bishops. So how don't, frequently don't is, stay dead? Is he like the pool guy? Is it every week? Is it no, twice no, no, a no, week? No, no, what no, is? But, but if we get a new piece of, because you don't know where all these things have been, and 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 they're all, and they're vintage, you know, so they've been around a long time, and so. But when we get a new piece, he's going to seal it. He's we send gonna... it to him, and they 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 basically put something on it that potentially kills anything that's living on it because right. the mites will eat it away. And no, it I just, know. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. My squirrels started to fall apart on the fireplace mantle. The skin was coming off and yep. my wife was very upset with me <laughs> and I, you know, I did not want to throw them away. I'd had them since Letterman. So I chose to uh, nail them to trees in the backyard. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was going to say, even Letterman retired. You can let the squirrels go. <laughs> and it was cool for about a week and then everything fell apart. Well, I heard that the reason Letterman quit doing the show is because he developed mites around. <laughs> His, uh... <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> like All right, just, well, let's, skin was let's, coming off. We're going to talk about cars. This is a cars and comedy podcast, everyone. I, not every show is going to be about cars, but... I, I love Chris Hardwick. I do his show at midnight. Uh, I've done it three times. Yep. I won't say all the time. I've done it three times. Um, you're also hosting Talking Dead, um, that, that pachinko show on NBC, uh-huh. The Wall. Wall. Yep, that's right. What shows am I leaving out? You're like the new Seacrest. I mean, I, I, I feel possibly. <laughs> There's a science show for NBC. I'm doing a science show for NBC. and then we, That's four shows. But then we started doing a, um, a, a talking show for AMC that's, that's not based on The Walking Dead or anything. It's, it's just sort of like a TV version of the podcast. Wow. So, so, yeah, so I guess it's fine. I guess so it's fine. It, and when I first uh, uh, messaged you about coming on the podcast here, you said I'm working seven days a week. I am kind of – I'm working seven days a week. Wow. Yeah, because I'm doing a – I made a music comedy festival that's going to be next weekend in, right. in Silicon Valley. And so – that's been eating up a lot of time too, but and then you have Nerdist. Nerdist, podcast. and are you still doing the your own podcast? And... Yeah, I just did an episode like right before you got here. <laughs> Who did you do? Uh, Maybe I should have him on this. Camille and Johnny, Camille. And oh, Emily. I love Camille. He's yeah. hilarious. And yesterday we did um, Edgar Wright early, and then later in the night Sofia Coppola. So wow, it was fun. So you're just moving nonstop. But you did the, you've done the podcast. I did the podcast. I loved it, and and you were great. And we talked about cars, and around that time, I was thinking about. I was looking at getting a new car, and I said, you know, it'd be really great to get like a like a BMW, like a 2002 or like a like a 3.0 CS. Because mm-hmm. I, I I used to like the 2002s, but they're a little boxier. But the that 3.0 CS body is real cool they're and beautiful. streamlined. They and, are beautiful cars. But they're you know that they are they're like those vintage cars are. I mean, maybe not surprising to you, but but like a good one is surprisingly pricey. Yeah, well, I- I'm seeing what's going on here with Chris. <laughs> you, with all of these shows and this beautiful house, and you've got a you've got a three bay garage with a nice courtyard mm-hmm. with some cool cars sitting in it already. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to get you up to a ten twenty car collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, I'm not selling you cars, but are you? You don't have kids, right? You're married. How no, long have you been married now? We've been married since August. Since so August, all just right. Just a little less than a year. All right. This is the perfect time to start buying cars. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so we, I have a neighbor across the way who okay. collects cars. And when we bought this house, the house next door came up on the market at the same time. And we bought it too mm-hmm. because uh, it was a – the property size is about the same, but the house is very small. So we were convinced that someone was going to buy that house and rip it. <laughs> and then just build some McMansion, and it'd be under construction for two mm-hmm. years, and it'd be noisy. And we found out that our neighbor across the street had his eye on it, 
because he collects cars, so he wanted to put his car garage there. And so, you know, it. I know I like that... that guy. I like what he's thinking about. <laughs> so that idea has already been floated out there. I like, had a neighbor. I had a sure. neighbor. Uh, I I used to live on Doheny Drive in Hollywood. And there was a guy who did that. He had this beautiful big house with a beautiful flat front yard. And suddenly there was a new structure there. He built something bigger than his house. Overnight. Oh, almost overnight. And put his cars in it. But I'm t- it looks like a house in front of a house. But is, is it one of those, like, uh, are there, like, lifts in it where you can stack? I guess, yeah. I mean, there are places you can go to store cars. Look, if, if, you know I have, a, I have a hangar at Santa Monica Airport. I've been down there for about 20 years, I would say. I don't like having all my cars at my house. It's not, it makes me confused in the morning. And you kind of like going somewhere, too. I'm kind of fascinated by your taste in cars. You seem to me like a guy, well, did you grow up with cars at all? No, I mean, my dad, <laughs> my, my parents were not really, and, you know, to say that I like cars, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not, I don't, I, I, I couldn't, I'm not like Adam Carolla where I could tell you everything no, about none of us are a like car. That. Right. I, I can, <laughs> I like, I like cars that have a particular aesthetic quality to right. them mm-hmm. where I feel like they spent an extra bit of care on the curves and the design of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just have a thing, a thing that I like. But my parent, you know, my dad was a, a van guy. My dad fucking <laughs> loved his van. You know, he got a van. It was like the great, you know. And, and did he, he paint the unicorn on the side? He didn't it? paint the unicorn on the side, <laughs> but he had my dad owned a bowling center. So someone, one of his customers, painted Snoopy bowling on the back tire thing. No and, way. And he lo- And my dad would talk about his van like no one else had ever heard of a van. So we'd go, <laughs> "It's great. You can sleep in it. You can." It's like everyone knows what a fucking van is. Why are you? You don't have to sell us. On the concept of a van. I know, but he was so excited to have it. He was very excited to have it. My mom was a little more of a car, a little bit more of a car person, and my stepdad was definitely a car person. Um, mm-hmm. She, uh, he, he, he had a, um, uh, a 5 Series BMW in the 80s. Maybe and that's where the BMW thing comes maybe, from. Maybe. And, um, you know, he got my mom a, a, a Porsche 944 when, mm-hmm. I was in, uh, when I was in high school, and she loved that. And, That's uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so was what fun. was your first car? My first car was a uh, 1985 Nissan Pulsar NX. It was red. My, <laughs> uh, my mom bought it for me as a – my parents – I've moved a lot. Um, primarily, I lived in Memphis, but my mom remarried. We moved to Denver when I was in high school. And for my senior year of high school, my mom and my stepdad moved to L.A. So I stayed in Denver for a semester with a friend of mine while my mom and stepdad moved ahead. Mm-hmm. So she bought me a car – so I could get around, and uh, it was really cool. The Pulsar NX had those. Did you pick it out with her? I did. You did. Yeah. So it was a obviously a used car. So you went down to the lot with her. Yeah. And she said you can get something here for yeah. five thousand or it was less. Five thousand. Right. Five thousand dollars. And the Pulsar NX had a really cool look to it, <laughs> and it, the headlights was the oh, one yeah. where the headlights popped up. Yep. And you're, was, you're in high school, right? I was in high school. You can't and that, resist that. That felt very Transformersy to me for some reason. <laughs> and did you have sex in that car? I did. Have did I? I don't think I had sex in that. No car. pulsing in the pulsar. No pulsing in the pulsar. Uh, <laughs> That's unfortunate. No, but I. But I. But in my next car, I threw it right in the old Sentra. So I had a <laughs> Nissan. Nissan Sentra was my next car. Well, so all right, well, that makes sense. I, I you know, uh, you and I are very alike in the, in that sense. My dad bought me a car, but he didn't ask me what I wanted. Oh, he, just, that, he came home with it, and he said, "I bought you a car." That happened to my the it's friend bad. that I the friend that I was living with for a semester. His dad, 
his dad was just like he was just a dad. Just like a dad, he just right. didn't have any understanding of anything aesthetic or anything. And it was, he was just all practical. No, no right. all, 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 you know, all, all, all function, no form. And so he brought home my friend Roger this, I don't even know what it was. It was like a tan station wagon. He was like, look at this. <laughs> look at all the room. And he was like, dad, you know, and yeah. you're in a position where yep. it's like, okay, someone's giving you a car. Mm-hmm. You are being liberated from the shackles of, of being reliant on your parents for rides from other people. But the, it, you know, this the this station wagon that t- it was tan and it was just shaped like a shameful, you know, coffin of uh, social exile. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so that was really that was really funny. And I, you know, I had my red Nissan Pulsar. NX. Yeah, that you picked out that you were invested in. Yeah. My yeah, we ours was a Ford Torino 500 that he gave to me and my brother. But worse was I think he likes surprises. I think in his mind he's like imagining the Mercedes ad with the red ribbon on it, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to put this in the driveway, and they're going to freak out. So he, uh, my mom needed the car. He bought her a, I think it was a 66 Chevy Impala blue, but the paint was um, decomposing or something. So it was like touching a chalkboard. If you oh, put your hand flaked anywhere, up. no, no, not flake, dust. <laughs> so if you put your hand, like, you, you know, the, the equivalent of like touching carbon paper back right. in the day. Anywhere on that car, if you brushed up against it, the paint would come off. And on check you. me if I'm wrong, but um, inhaling that was really healthy in those <laughs> days, right? They used really, they were very health conscious yes. in those days yeah. about the types of That's materials. That's totally fine. That was fine. My mom was so upset with him. He thought he was surprising her, and I felt the same way in this Torino 500. If he, if you are going to buy a car for your kids, just get them involved, like like Chris's uh, stepdad. Well, now like, I feel like everyone, mom. everyone is just like. I found this car on my phone. Give me this car. Like I feel like people are so. But I think my I think my my love for the aesthetic quality and the driving quality of right. cars came from the fact that I worked. I, w- I finished high school in LA and I went to UCLA, and I got a job working at Bel Air Country Club. Right. And so I and I, you studied philosophy. Right. I studied philosophy, but I was caddying at the club and working in the in the golf shop in the back room. But then <laughs> the real money was working in the parking lot. Right. Right. Because that that was a heavily tip driven uh, source of income, and so I got moved to the parking lot and so i drove all these amazing cars and parked all these amazing cars and that's where i really kind of fell in and love. what did you respond to which cars you know i liked um there was a i want to say like the there was like a mercedes 300d i think which yeah. was like the diesel, <laughs> the diesel right but i loved the smell of the old mm, leather and mm-hmm. just that you know like that was really fun but then there were some there were some really gorgeous classic cars. And what there. what kind of crap are the valets into in a place like that? Are you guys going through like glove boxes? No, Not because, you probably. No, or... no, no, no. Because it was, um, uh, it, you know, uh, there was the same members coming all the time. Right. So it's like I we see. were very accountable for right. everything and anything that went wrong. Of course, we'd be the first people to get blamed. Right. And so we were very, you know, we were very respectful. So so when you start making money, what show is that? Is that that the MTV show? This Where's, was before that. This is before that. Yeah, no, I know MTV. that. But yeah. afterwards, you 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 get. Well, into MTV television. wasn't. I didn't really. Make, I mean, I think I maybe. I think I almost made as much, if not more, parking cars than when I worked at MTV. <laughs> and I'm not even making a joke. You know, the same hold true, holds true today. Yeah, <laughs> with MTV, it, it was just like a. Yes. Re- it was like a regular job salary. Right. But I had to pay commission to agents. And, and so, are you in New York at that point? Or LA, you LA, LA. Yeah, so, what are you driving then? So I traded, I, I traded the in the Pulsar for a Nissan Sentra, mm-hmm. 
Um, the Nissan Sentra got totaled. It was not my fault. So then I got a newer Nissan Sentra. This was like 91, 92. Let's go to not your fault there. How do, it, what do you mean? How does a car get totaled and it's not your okay, fault? Okay, I was coming down Mulholland. <laughs> so you were in the car. No, I'm, I'm You sorry. made it sound like somebody else was driving the car. No, I was, I was coming down, not Mulholland, Sepulveda, right, right. near the Getty Center. <clears throat> right. And I was going south down, uh, down Sepulveda, and I had just passed the 405. I just was coming under the 405, and the on-ramp was— At Sunset? No, it was before sunset. It was, you know, like okay. up, up near the like Getty Center, the yeah, Super Bowl I, Center. And so there's, a, there's an on-ramp and on my side of the road, and a woman from going the other side turned in front of me to get on the on-ramp. Ugh. And just like, I, she didn't, this was before texting, so I think right. I didn't know what the fuck she was looking at. <laughs> and I just, I just full-on plowed into her. Wow. We were both okay, but yeah. it was 100% her fault. Yeah. Um, and, and so what happens? You, you, we, you get well, out? The car, yeah, you get out. <laughs> You know, you're on the 405. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> already you're, you're in danger you. again. Just already, because yeah. you're there. Cougar but, you know, might it's, grab it's you. The, uh, it's the um, uh, it's the adrenaline rush. Right? Like, oh, oh, am I dead? Is, is that person dead? <laughs> what happened? How, what happened? You know, it's just like. Is that. there an airbag in that car? There's no. Airbag. No, there was no airbag right. at that time. So it's it, just all belts and steering. It's just wheel all and... belts, and I just heard the crunch of the you know, and it, that was it. So do you, do you carry that accident with you now when you drive? What do you mean? You mean like just the idea? You know, I don't. I've never been in a bad accident, and so I kind of drive around, kind of footloose and fancy free, not really worrying about it. But I've been in a couple, and I think, uh, and the other time previously, I was was my first year of college, and I was mm-hmm. a passenger, right? And we were in a really bad car accident, um, and uh, on the five, and uh, and I think. You know, so I'm. A, it does affect me. I'm an avid seatbelt wearer. Right, right. And even you know, even when I'm with my wife or anyone else, I'm always like, "Put your seatbelt on." <laughs> I'm not moving this car. The beeping is because you haven't. Why is put it your so hard on. for the wife to put the seatbelt on? Because she's doing other things. That right happens away. to me too. Right. They they have like an eight minute delay. Says, I'll get to it. And yeah, yeah. Beeping going she's on. She's settling. There's stuff going on. She's putting stuff in right. her purse. She's, and they don't seem know. to understand. We're just worried. We're just, yeah. We're trying to take care of. We're just worried. We're wor- we are right. we are worried. We you know we're annoying because we're worried. Right. Um. But you know what? If something bad happens, then you're welcome for us being <laughs> a pain in the ass about it. So 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 where do you go? What's the next car after that? It was a newer version of the Sentra because it was totaled. <laughs> So the insurance paid for a newer version of the Sentra. <laughs> what color was the Sentra? It was that. Don't good. tell me it was white. No, please. it was not white. I don't like white cars. <laughs> okay, thank um, you. It was. They're it, easy to clean white, and it, it's a Porsche racing color. Not, I have nothing against white, but not on Sentras. It was a white. It was like a li- that light goldish color, like uh-huh. that light, Ooh. you know, like a metallic. Wow, a nice real old lady color. Real old lady color. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I, I hooked up with so many. <laughs> Elderly ladies, <laughs> they loved it. All right, I drive them to the store. But then, so where? Let's get into the cool stuff. Like, wh- where's the point? You know, you know, you, you got I'll a little you money. Exactly where it was. Okay, okay I'll tell good. You I want to hear that. Okay, so the next car I had was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which was a very much a step up for me from the center. I had one of those too because it was like it had all the nice stuff in mm-hmm. it. Then uh, from that. My big leap to Did like. Did your Cherokee catch fire by any chance? Never caught fire. My my regular Cherokee caught fire. It did really. Yeah, yeah. While you were in it? No. After driving it, it just burned to the ground. <laughs> but as I understand it, that year I forget what year it was. It was kind of common. It's <laughs> one of two or three cars I've had burned to the ground. And what was it? Was it a what was it, the? It's electrical. Just an electrical. Problem? Yeah, some sort of electrical thing with a Oops, battery. Sorry, sorry yeah. guys. Oh, you know I could have been in that. Well, you weren't. Shut up. Uh, uh, but then 
uh, after that, I made a very foolish purchase because I, oh, in yeah. 1998, mm-hmm. I was on a, I was working in radio and I was on a sitcom. And so I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have a lot of money for a while. Right. So I bought my first luxury car, which was a 1998, um, Mercedes, uh, um, it was the uh, the CLK 320, mm-hmm. which I loved because it just it had it, it was a little little coupe and it just had this really gorgeous like spaceship line to mm-hmm. it, and it was I couldn't believe that I was driving a Mercedes like it was such a mind fuck for me. <laughs> and then of course what happened is our show did not get picked up for the back nine, and I left the radio job, and I had no you know that's good. Well, that proves you're a car guy. Yeah, the yeah. second you think, <laughs> just give it to me for a month, and then I'll sell it. I don't care. I didn't. I held on to. I was able to hold on to but it. It's funny. It reminds me of me when I was in New York. You know, I, I was writing for Letterman, and I loved cars, but I didn't quite know much about them. And I, you know, grew up in a blue collar town, so it was Mustangs and Camaros and things of that nature. And I get to New York. I have a little extra money, and I'm single. And I and I go to this exotic car place, and there's this Maserati. Oh, you know, yeah. here's a name I've heard, Maserati, and look on the dash, a Cartier clock, uh-huh. right? This is, this is a luxury sports car. And they haven't It's really, a Maserati by turbo The Maseratis have not really advanced th- this that was far one of, beyond that. Historically, <laughs> one of, of the worst cars ever made. <laughs> I looked that, at them recently. That, no. You mean an 85? No, 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 no. no. I mean, I looked at Maseratis don't, a don't couple of years ago. Car. There are people laughing right now at the mere mention of the Maserati by turbo, the 1985 with a Cartier clock. Oh, right, clock. right, right. It did... And no lie, it broke down every week. <laughs> I would write a check at the end of the week to the mechanic for $2,500. Oh. I'd go for one drive on a Saturday and then bring it right back to him Monday. You know what? That and clock could tell you exactly when the car broke down. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, the tech, but the, you know what I mean? You just get, it, you, get it, you get attracted to things that aren't really you. Like you're talking about that Mercedes. That's not the type of guy you are, but you're on this car journey where you're going to find that out. Like, why the hell? Look at me. Why would I like a Cartier clock on a dash? You know what I mean? I'm making all sorts of – and, it, you know, it was actually David Letterman who pointed it out. He goes, you're in the wrong stuff. He said, you got to – you know, you're a Porsche 911 guy. He goes, let me, let, me uh, let you drive one of my cars, and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. And I had all these preconceived notions of what kind of guy drives that car. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can tell you kind of have. Well, we had this conversation yes. before. You go, you should drive the Porsche. And I go, I don't know. It feels you're, like a- You're that guy. And, and, and what Dave said to me was, he goes, you're going to like it. He goes, forget about movies and the bad guy, the country club, you know, <laughs> bad dudes, you know, disrespectful on a date and gets punched in the face. He goes, you're going to love that this car has no power steering or power brakes. It might not even have a radio it's just a little focused driving experience and it's you trust me it's you and when i drove it i fell in love all right i mean i i will give it a shot but <laughs> i have had one of the cars i mean as we're going through the chronology of these a few cars later i got a um a 335i uh bmw and i i liked it you know i really liked it but it was so much – I could feel everything on the road. I mean, it was right. basically like – it was like unprotected sex for driving. Like you could, <laughs> it was like raw dogging for driving. You could feel every bump, every nook in the road. And I didn't love that. I didn't love that. All right. We'll be back with more Chris Hardwick in a minute. Adam Carolla's motivational podcast, Take a Knee, is a part of Podcast One Premium. But you can hear a very special episode with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now for free at podcastone.com. How much do you think 
that discipline has affected your life and helped you in, in further endeavors. After it, it's sports. helped me a lot because, you know, when you get to a point when you can look back, all the times that I failed it had to do with my own laziness and, and arrogance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, when you, you get humble and uh, understand that you got to work for it and earn it, uh, you get things done. To subscribe and get a new episode of Take a Knee each week, go to podcastone.com slash premium. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Chris Hardwick. We're talking about his chronology of cars. This right. is something new. You said It's a very nice phrase. I like that. We're going to keep exploring his car thing because I think he's about 60% to where he needs to be. He's on this journey that we've all been on, and um, I, I think I know where it ends, but but let's hear it from him. So well, we were at the BMW phase. Is that where we're at? Oh, no, no. I, I, jumped the, the ahead. Mercedes. I jumped ahead several cars. So I had a CLK 320. Right. Um, then How I, long did you keep that car? Two I had years? that car for maybe four years. Well, that's all right. Had it for four years. I traded it in for... Um, I wanted a sedan. I wanted the feeling of like a big tank car. So right. I, I got a black, and I'll never get another black car, but I got a black E500. Okay. Uh, which was nice. It yeah, was, those are cool. It was a step up in engine size. Mm-hmm. It, it was very luxurious inside. Are you doing a lot of stand-up at that point? Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good car to go to the clubs and do stand-up in, the Mercedes. Yeah, it was, relaxing a, it was good. It was, it was really nice. I mean, it was like a nice luxury car, and I always enjoyed... I think Mercedes does a really good job of their onboard technology is, mm-hmm. is, is always really nice. But why would you never get a black one again? Too dirty? Too dirty. Right. Yeah, it just shows okay. up everything. Yes. You know, so I like, I tend to like more neutral colors. So you saw when you pulled in, one of my cars is like a, a darker gray and one of them is like a, mm-hmm. a, a, like a matte silver. Right. Because um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't show anything up. But, uh, so the E500, uh, that led to the 335. And then the 335 led to a car that I adored, which was the um, Audi S5. Mm-hmm. Before they changed the engine, uh, so it was like a really great. I think it was a 2010, maybe. I think it was 2010, and it was this. It was the color was called like uh, meteor gray, I think. Yeah. So it was a little greenish. Uh-huh. Gorgeous car. Loved right, it. Right. And the and the technology inside was great. It was sort of like. Apple's version of a car. It, it was feels really like simple. a guy's car, too. Yeah. Didn't you like that more than the Mercedes? I liked it more than the Mercedes, right. the S5. It just and, feels a little more like you. Yeah, and right. it just it had a gorgeous design to mm-hmm. it, and, and it was um, understated but elegant and really beautiful, and it drove beautifully. Um, and then from that, I, I jumped to Jaguar. Yeah, that's a funny jump. That's about maybe where I, uh, where I come into at midnight, right? And we were talking about this. I had two Jaguars. You did it. You had two. All right. What what are they? Because I think I came in for the F type. You came in for the F type. Before that, it was um, was it the XK, the XK something or other, but a sedan. No, it was a no 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 not the sedan Jaguar. It was like the two door. Okay. Like like rocket ship. And what attracted you to Jaguar as a brand? Because I'd never. I just thought, oh, this would be a fun. And I love the body design. I mean, right. I, I I love things that are like spaceshipy, rocket shippy. Right. And this was. <laughs> I should introduce you to Will. I am. <laughs> <laughs> he will sci-fi your ride. <laughs> Take those two cars in the driveway and turn them into a spaceship. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. Actually, that sounds quite delightful. Uh, yeah, it was the XK. Um, oh fuck! I feel stupid that I can't remember what. Oh, it, was. it doesn't matter. 
But then but, I went to the F Type, and the then you go to the F Type. My favorite cars, right? Of our own. Now that car, I love the F Type. You know, I had the F Type R. They came. Uh, we did a, a Jaguar episode on Car Matchmaker, and I hadn't driven any of their stuff, and I fell in love with that F Type. But why did you? So you got it. It's a two seater. It's a two seater. You're not married at that point. No. And, and what and color did you get? It was this really incredible, like bl- dark blue right, color. Metallic. This metallic blue. Mm-hmm. And it had like a bone interior with like it was, everything about it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it, the and the exhaust note on that car, yeah, spectacular, right? Yeah, and and then of course you could push this douchey button to make it louder. You, like, <laughs> you could push a button. That's that not would a douchey button. Rah, 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 no, rah, rah, that's rah, rah, the rah, rah, button you you turn off when you're coming home through your neighborhood. At that's night, right. So you don't make a lot of noise. You know, but but I but I've talked about this before. I believe that sound cars, because that's a sound car, are much better than speed cars here in L.A. Like, you can have fun in that Jaguar F-Type doing the speed limit at 35 miles an hour and make a noise but as opposed to jamming it through somebody's neighborhood and speeding. Yeah, but I, I feel like I've never had a car that was so responsive. Right. Like, you stepped on that Jaguar, and if you stepped on the F-Type too hard, you'd, you'd, tail, you'd fishtail. Yes, that's right. Because it was that – was it supercharged? There was something yep. about it that was – that was so uh, ready to go. There was zero lag time from when you pushed down mm-hmm. on the accelerator to the car taking off. It was quick. Um, Boy, I want to show him the new GT3 RS. I mean, GT2 RS, the one they just revealed down at. You would know this. Uh, you're, you're a gaming E3. guy at E3. They re- unveiled the new Porsche GT2 RS. Oh, I saw that. It looked like a race car. Oh, it is a race yeah, car. Yeah, I, I saw it. It doesn't just look like a race I saw car. it. I saw it there. Yeah, it was And it was that thing, stunning. that's a Widowmaker. That, that does what you were just saying in spades. Where like your, eye, your eyeballs just embed on the back <laughs> of your skull. You know what does that is ludicrous mode in a, in a Tesla. When you put ludicrous mode on and you do that crazy acceleration, I think it's 3.1 seconds, 0 to 60. Yeah. The first time I did it, my eyeballs did vibrate. They did move and vibrate, and it felt <laughs> like they were going into the back of my head. But, well, and it makes me wonder, like, what's, you know, and I, and I think, you know, Jason Torchinsky, who's a writer for Jalopnik, wrote about the, the fastest zero to 60 time that could actually kill you. Like, when is enough going to be enough? <laughs> when you can actually hear the boom, like when you can hear the sound barrier being broken and you see the shock wave. Uh, that would be cool. So wait, so you don't still have the F-type? No, I got rid of the F-type. And now... I have I got a Ferrari California T. California T. Which I never thought I would be a Ferrari owner, uh, but I test drove it and, and I really liked it. it. Right, it's a great car. But then the, you know when I bought it, they said to me, um, "Well, this isn't like an everyday driving car." And I go, "Well, that's a car, you know, whatever." What do you mean? Well, Why they just—I know exactly what they mean now because what? because I bought a sedan because of it because it's um, you know it, the trunk is about the size of a purse mm-hmm. and it doesn't. You know, it, it's it's a fun car to drive, but for day-to-day use, it's not the most comfortable right. car to drive. Sometimes you just want to be comfortable going to work or be able to take other people in your car. And so uh, I got an S63, which was just like the full luxury pamper right, package. Right. Um, no, you know, I was, I was talking about this on the way here because I was in the Range Rover Sport that I, I need to be relaxed in traffic. Yeah. There, especially like a guy like you, you know. I remember uh, leave. I used to daily drive a GT3, a mm-hmm. 996 GT3 at 2004. And I remember coming home from the studio late at night. Um, and, you know, you're, you, you know what it's like, obviously. You, you're really tired. You've got phone calls to return. You're trying to talk to people. You're trying to read emails. And I almost died in an inter- intersection <laughs> <laughs> because I was shifting gears. I was tired. It was such a handful. 
Um, and I know you have an automatic transmission in that thing, but still, you, you're exactly right. You, you need your performance car, and you need you especially. You need a, a car to chill out, and it's almost going to take you home, right? Well, I also, you must love the idea of the self-driving car. I, it terrifies me slightly because <laughs> I just feel like, you know, <laughs> you know why? Because I understand technology. Right. And I understand that we are in a period of technology where people can release things that aren't finished right. because they are essentially, you know, beta tested by mass consumption right and that's where they find out about all the bugs but yes. this is a case where <laughs> finding out about all the bugs are running over people and running into things yeah and, maybe you know, maybe so but i always like to say that self-driving cars are going to smoke meth right it's that's like, true. self-driving cars aren't gonna there's no road rage there's no racing you also can't reason with it <laughs> you also cannot reason with the self-driving but don't car. you i would guess that we're we're gonna have like cruise control it's just a button just like, hey, just take me the next nine blocks. No, I agree. A friend of mine has a, te- you know, has the Tesla that drives itself. Right, you know, right. and he's like, hey, when I'm driving home on the freeway, I'm answering emails. The car's driving. Everything's fine. But it's still, yeah. That I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Oh, oh <laughs> not yet. That to him. I, I mean, it's the <clears throat> promise, the promise of the self-driving car. But um, you know, I have to say the other thing that I really like, and this probably makes me, this this will probably anger like a car purist, is that. I like really good, simple interface, smart technology within a car. Yeah, no, it's the number one thing people want in a new car. And and the exotic cars, because the production numbers are so much lower, they don't turn over the technology inside as often because it's just not cost effective, I guess. Mm -hmm. So the the technology and the, you know, not, not that I'm complaining like a, piece of shit privileged asshole but the technology inside the ferrari is not great like the interface is bad it's not that responsive it, it right. looks like an old windows inter- like it's just not a great look it's a it's a common problem you're not you know but it, you buy you know you get one because you like the car no but connectivity is obviously very important to a new car purchase and when you're paying that kind of money for a car like that you want it to work my my business partner who helps me run my production company has a mclaren that i i can't get him on bluetooth when I call him, it's, hello, 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 yeah. it's a bike, it's John, hello, and it yeah. echoes. I'm like, are you in the McLaren? He's like, yeah. He goes, I'll, have, <laughs> I'll, I'll call you back, you know, because he doesn't want to put the phone to his ear. Yeah, and I just, I just feel like if you're going to, and I, you know. If, if you're, you're going to pay a lot of money for a car, that should, it should do the, the same best. thing that a yes. Honda Fit does. Yes. <laughs> at least, <laughs> you know? And so, <laughs> so that's why, and I think Mercedes is really great about, about keeping the technology updated and keeping the interface really clean and mm-hmm. smooth and, and, and everything integrates really well and there's no connectivity issues. And so, you know, um, because obviously in, in, I feel like in New York, it's maybe a little bit different of experience, but in LA, a car is an extension of our home because we spend so right. much time in it. And so that's why I don't feel bad, you know, maybe being a little extravagant with the car experience because we just spend so much time in our cars here that it feels nice to, right. to be you able be to comfortable. Have, yeah, exactly. Right. But you also work hard. You, you, there's all this comedian guilt over working hard and, it, you know... D- because we were always outcasts growing up. That's what, why comedians become comedians. And so you look at people with car. Like if I looked at a guy that has the cars I have now, but back then I'd be like, I don't care what that guy does. He's a fucking piece of shit. And so, you know, I feel, I feel that. I feel like my old. That's an old idea. This, and I'm going to tell you why. It's an old idea. You know, back when I was working on Seinfeld, Jerry used to talk about cars just like this. He would almost be apologetic about it. He would say, I know it's stupid. I know it's dumb, but I like these cars. Leave me alone, right? Yeah. And then the internet happened, right? 
And suddenly we realize there are all of these people around the world. There's a billion dollar industry, a hundred billion dollar industry. Sure. Billion trillion dollar industry, and they're a bunch of idiots like us who <laughs> like this stuff. And don't you feel like, you know, you're a married guy, I'm a married, don't you feel like this is a perfect little distraction for you? Like when you have a minute to think about cars and going for a drive compared to what you could be doing? That's very <laughs> true, but I also appreciate the... I also pre- appreciate the artistry and the time, and that, like because when a car sort of fits around your body like right. like a cocoon or yes. like a glove, you understand how much uh, how much thought went into that. That right. it wasn't a mass produced thing that was just like a cookie cutter. Let's not, just make it as functional as possible. Mm-hmm. That someone really thought about the the user experience, and so I, I get really you know like when I see something that's designed so beautifully and the seats kind of hug your body in a certain way. It's right. like, well, they really went, they really thought about this and making the experience as, you know, pleasing as possible, which again is very important when you live in Los Angeles and spend so much time. You're in nine eleven. Have you ever driven an old nine eleven? No. Oh boy. No, actually, I mean at Bel Air Country Club. Yeah. I, used, I parked a, a million of them, but not probably not 68 to 73. Uh, I, you real... would remember you. I, I'm going to let you, I, I'm going to get you in a couple of cars. Because you're a 911 guy. Okay. I can you see say, it. You say it's that. It's just there. You, the cars you mentioned, the cars you're buying now, it's exactly the, uh, the path that Why, though? On. What is it? Huh? What is it about? You're searching. You're, you're in a search. What is it about it? You just know. You're going to love everything about it. The simplicity of it. I honestly feel I think- like Harry Potter getting his wand. <laughs> <laughs> the wand chooses the wizard, Harry. Uh, you don't Here's to- your 911 wand. <laughs> oh, that's a douchey wand. No, Harry, hold it. <laughs> Did you really? Do you look at those cars and go, "Those are douchey"? I might look at I might look at some Ferraris and some people in Ferraris and go, "That is pretty douchey." You remember Caddyshack? Yeah. Okay. So there's a scene in Caddyshack where the guy, where uh, uh, Spalding smells his grandson, I guess, or nephew, or whatever. <laughs> yes. He's drinking all the drinks in the bar, and then he drinks the one with the cigarette, and he goes, Bleh, and he goes out <laughs> and he pukes in the sunroof of right. the Porsche, <clears throat> and then that, and then. He, the, later on, this guy comes out and he gets in with his right. date. Right, the country club jerk. Yes, the country club jerk. Yes. And then, of course, she smushes down and like, ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> there have been so many films since then that you need to watch. But it is the That's country- what I'm talking about, the negative portrayal No, I just watched Portia. that movie and I never watched another one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not open. You worked at a golf course, for heaven's sake. I did, but I think that's maybe where a lot of my associations with that specific type of... I know. Throw those away. I'm passing along now the, the advice that David Letterman gave to me. Throw that shit away. Okay. These are preconceived notions. It's almost car bigotry that you're, <laughs> you're thinking here. You're, All right. I, look, I'll give there, it a shot. There is an asshole in every car. That's true. In, including the fit. That's There's, right. This is, including the Prius. Well, I, I've seen people. I know that. Right. <laughs> because that comes with a certain sense of entitlement. Yes, like, it does. I'm helping the environment. What about the carbon footprint that was created that machine <laughs> that you're in? I've seen someone smoke in a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to save the environment, but fuck the people in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just because you have a Prius doesn't give you permission to kind of go, well, yeah, I'll litter <laughs> because I'm helping over here with this electric car. Yeah. No, it's not. It's have not you ever been cut off by a Prius and flipped off by a guy in a Prius? I have. And what, how do you respond? Well, you know, you follow him home. <laughs> <laughs> and then you call. My co-host isn't here today, the real Zuckerman. But you call the real Zuckerman and you take legal action. Or you try to, you know, you try to get him to just drive up a hill. And then, you know, they just sort of. <laughs> they are doomed to a life of sadness in that car. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what you do. You go home and you think about, at least I have this car to drive. I do like the Teslas, but I just feel like I'm not ready to. I mean, like, 
the the add-on packages for the better engine for the for faster charging. I just feel like we're we're like an efficiency jump away and and charging charging efficiency jump away from having that be a real car right. for me. Well, Porsche's got a they got a big electric car coming out 2018. Oh, really? I heard. I heard yesterday. You can quick charge it in fifteen minutes. That's what's going to change everything. Yeah, you know, Volkswagen, Audi, they all have them. Jaguar has an electric car coming out. Nice. Do you have enough? Do you have the right uh, level of electricity in this old house? I think so. <laughs> Is everything upgraded so there'll be no fires here when you're charging up? <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I was dying to ask you. Please. What is your favorite um, comic book or superhero car? Oh, uh, like when you think about. Well, I mean, uh, well, the you know the Green Hornet had a pretty cool car. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I like that kind of '60s. There was something really nice about you know when cars came out of the four. The, you know, the '40s had a really nice look to them because everything was really curvy, and the mm-hmm. '50s everything felt really pointy. But the '60s, I felt like had a nice combination of both of those things, mm-hmm. where there was just a nice shape to those cars. Uh, you know, like those old. Jaguars are the old, you know, like, uh, I know the 3.0 was a 70s car, but, um, you know, just something about that shape of a car was was really, really pleasing to me. And I feel like that's a car that I always want. I mean, I loved, um, like, in Harold and Maude when he turns that Jaguar <laughs> into a hearse. Uh, that's a great movie, isn't it? Such a great movie. It's such a great movie. Why is that such a great movie? Have you ever gone back and watched it now? Yeah, we just watched it a couple you nights did. ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's amazing because it... it I feel like there are themes in that movie that are actually very applicable to things that are going on today about, um, you know, depression and getting attention and mm-hmm. and feeling out of place. And, you know, it's very much – I think it's still – And your love of Jaguars. My love of ja- – I do love the Jag. You know, I do, I do love Jaguars. Some of them – but I'm so – because some of the Jaguars look like old people golf cars. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, you know, like the F-Type or the – I think it was XKE. I think that was mine. Or, right, right. Uh, no. Fuck. <clears throat> it's going to drive me nuts. Well, when you get in an old Jaguar, I don't know if you've ever driven one of those old Jaguars. There's a lot of hood in front of you. Yeah. Just a lot. A ton. Yeah, a ton. And uh, you might not like that. No, no, I, no. I don't like cars with a lot of hood in front of me. No, and I, I remember driving um, uh, just a, a few years ago, I just, and maybe this will make you giggle, uh, I drove a Fisker. Oh, yeah. Because I just wanted to see what it was mm-hmm. like, you know, and... And what that car think? felt like there was another car in front of you. Uh-huh. It was a very wide car, and it felt like a very long car, now what's too. the deal? Didn't they go out of business, and I, now they're back in business? I don't know. I should know this, but I, I, I swear I just saw They were my, in Santa Monica. There was like a showroom in yeah, Santa Monica. Yeah, they were there, and then there was a bankruptcy sign-up, or we're going out of business, or whatever it is. I'm not quite sure what happened to them. But I think just recently, they came out with a, a better version of the car. In fact, I'm pretty sure I just saw their uh, concept car on Twitter, and it looked pretty cool. It looked yeah, pretty interesting. But I, I do think it is, it is you know, the, the, I think the risky part of any kind of a new car company is, you know, is the support there. Right. If shit goes sideways. Or well, gonna... here's what I think about. What happens when we have an earthquake and there's no electricity? Then what do you do? <laughs> I don't think anyone has considered that, that we can't charge our cars. Seriously, what are we doing? Honda generators? You know, to be fair, uh, the crust of the earth will be cracked in such a way that we won't be able to get anywhere anyway. So. All right. Well, Chris, it thank you uh, for coming on Spike's Car Radio. I want you, next time you're on the show, you're committing to next time already, I want you to come out and I want you to drive to Malibu with me and have coffee on the porch and drive uh, a nice no old 911 you don't have to pretend to like it i, I just i, I just will, want you, you to know, experience it. i will but what's what's the new uh, what's the new i'm looking up this jaguar it's gonna drive me crazy what's the new um 
uh, 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 is it a new 911 that I should be looking at, or do you just like the old ones? Jeez, you know, I like all 911. I love all things Porsche. Um, are you seriously thinking about a, a new 911? No, no, no. I don't know. I just, I just <clears> a new like... 911 GTS, which I just drove last week, would be perfect for you. You would you love think it. So? Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. It's not such a race car like a GT3 that you couldn't have a good time. And I think you'd have a better time driving it than the Ferrari California. There, that's the Jaguar I had with the XKR. Oh, yeah, there it is. So it doesn't, it doesn't look like a... It's like no, nice. It doesn't seem like you. Oh, really? It seems like a car your aunt would drive. <laughs> and she, an aunt would not drive an XKR. That's your like a super... aunt drives that car. That's her. <laughs> oh my that's God. her car. Oh, my God. There she is in the picture that I ran. You're a 911 Google. guy. Trust me. And we're going to drive 911s the next time we have Chris on. Chris, we can see you on at midnight. When is NBC's wall coming back? June 22nd. June 22nd. When, and what is this science show that I, that I heard about? We, we've been calling it the awesome show. We're actually just in development now. Hopefully we'll shoot it in the, fall, in the winter, and then it'll be out early next year. Fantastic. Well, congratulations, Thank man, you on so all much. your success. And, and please, let's start spending this money on cars. <laughs> I just want to thank you for helping me feel like a little less of a douchebag than I already You're feel. You're not a douchebag. You're a nice guy. It's clear to me. Right? right. You, I, you, people love you. I guess. The car is it's, it's, it's the guy. It's not the car. Okay. The guy is not the car. I'm struggling. Next I'll... week, join me for uh, a, a chat with Jeremy Piven from the porch at Bill's. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.